Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 170 of the Hawks Hawk podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks podcast hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I am Jackson, joined today by my lovely co-host, Logan. Logan, how are you? The only podcast without John Collins in it. There you go. Look oh. at that. Oh. Wow. 169. Yeah, our last pod was the emergency pod. Yeah. The only, I mean, just a crazy run, you know? Um uh, the other thing, this isn't, it's not quite how it worked out because Hawks Talk started draft night 2020 when we took a Kongwu. So technically, you know, you're talking that was four drafts ago. It's almost like it's the three year anniversary of Hawks Talks, but not quite because the 2020 draft was uh, in like in October. October. Yeah, October, yeah. November that year because of COVID. But, you know, uh, just time is passing, Jackson. John, John is gone. The longest tenure Hawk is gone. The draft is gone. Free agency's coming up. Um, there, there's no shortage of rumors as well for the Hawks. And, That's something else. Yeah, per usual, more rumors. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about free agency because the truth is, is we have a little bit of room to, we, we can make some moves in, in free agency. Now, we're not signing anyone to a, a big-ass contract. We're not signing, you know, Fred Van Vliet to 40 year, thank God. Um, but we have some things at our disposal. We got a little bit of room to use something like the the MLE. Um, we, the traded we, exception. Yeah. The trade exception that kind of looms large. That's, you know, you know, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some guys use the MLE. We're going to talk about some rumors, uh, cause for agency officially starts tomorrow at five or excuse me, 6 PM Eastern. So, you know, uh, about 24 hours from now, we're going to start getting those tweets saying, you know, Kuzma's going here, Fred Renvliet's going here, uh, et cetera. Um, and the Hawks don't have a bunch of moves to make because let's be real, the roster's like nine or ten deep. Um, I think actually a little bit deeper now that Garrison Matthews is uh, guaranteed for next year. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it'll be a pretty eventful week or so for the Hawks. I think we'll make a trade or so. Uh, hopefully, sign somebody. Um, and I think Jackson and I have a, a good little list of people that we're interested in using signing slash using the MLE on. So yeah, good little. Free agency primer podcast. This uh, we got going on today, so you know, there, there you have it. But I don't know, Jackson. What and do you want to? What do you want to dive into first? Well, on top of free agency, you have. I mean, the Hawks are probably one of the biggest uh, trade candidates in the market right now. Solely, I mean, a lot of it has to do. I mean, true, but a lot of that has to do with the fact of the trade exception that we talked about, John Collins. I believe it sits around twenty-five and a half million dollars or so. So obviously, you can you have to fit one player into that. You can't combine it, but you can fit one player into that, um, which is pretty good. Uh, as well as the Hawks, there are still rumors about Clint Capella and DeAndre Hunter. Nothing and, has slowed down since and, draft night. So and slightly Dejounte Murray. I, pretty much in terms of trade rumors, the only thing really to say is. More of the same. There's nothing concrete. There's not a target. You, you know, like this time last year, it was like DeJounte time. It was like that is who we are clearly keyed in on. This year, it's it's all very hypothetical still. So it's interesting. But yeah, um, still plenty of trade rumors, as you were saying. Yeah, I mean, the Hawks are they're still in the market. I mean, you know, moving off of the John Collins contract did allow the Hawks to have a lot more um, flexibility and whatnot. So Hey, we're still probably the biggest players in the market for an acquisition. Um, I'm not sure who it's going to be. Uh, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, I think I the most even, important thing. I don't even know like potential suitors. You know what I mean? Like I don't even know. Well, it kind of seemed like Siakam was the guy for like well, well, like a couple of weeks there. I just don't. I don't think we're trading for a star. I think we're trading 
like to get a a little bit different of a fit on the roster, if anything. So I, I don't know what we where we're going. You know, like I can very legitimately see DeAndre Hunter getting traded, but I don't know for who. I don't know where. I don't know for what. Is it going to be like the Kevin Herter trade where we do it pretty much to get off salary and get a pick back? Or is it going to be more like a player for player swap? Maybe maybe we trade Hunter for like a 30-year-old, like a veteran who can maybe fill in his role decently well. And I don't know, you know. Um, we could still trade Clint Capella. Now, Landry Fields went on the record and said, we like having two good centers. Um, but... Let's be real here. You know, a Kongu wants to start. You know, a Kongu's agents are like, all right, y'all are y'all have been messing with us for three years now. Come on. Um, and again, from a money situation, it, it would free up several million dollars. Um, so it, it's interesting. But you know, you also wonder how much of Trey and Capella being buddies kind of ties into that trade stuff. Um, and the Dejounte trade stuff, I'm not, I'm not reading too much into it personally. You, you'll trade Dejounte if it'll get you a better player. But this, you know, other than Damian Lillard, I don't really know who is actually going to be on the trade market. So, you know, but yeah, the, the trade rumor stuff, I think that's going to be something we're going to have a lot more on in like four days, Jackson. But for right now, it's a little bit like quiet perform, eh, quiet perform, quiet before a potential storm. But I don't know. You know maybe we stand pat trade wise. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I think the I mean the only real roster moves that have been made is the Hawks have some guarantees to knock out of the way. The Hawks have four unge- well, they had four uh, un- unguaranteed players for this year. One was Garrison Matthews, been guaranteed for next year. It seems like Quinn kind of liked him actually. Quinn spoke highly of him. He even played him in the regular season. Uh, he was guaranteed for next year at two million dollars. Pretty cheap contract, about what you expect. I mean, he can shoot the ball. I mean, we know Garrison Matthews. He's kind of an end of the bench shooter guy. And then uh, Bruno was the other one whose deadline date was today. He ended up extending his um, suspicious. Yeah, I mean, he pushed it back to July tenth, which is suspicious. I mean, the thing is, is like Bruno's cheap, man. Like he's like two million dollars as well. You know, if you're planning on rocking, and here was my thought process behind it, Logan. If you're planning on just going into the season with, okay, we're gonna sit here with Capella and a Kongu, you might as well just bring Bruno back because he's two million dollars. He's cheap. Like there's nothing to worry about. But uh him having his date pushed back is interesting, man, because it maybe means that there's a move for Capella in the works or something, you know, where the Hawks, you know, are saying, Well, let's see what happens here if we get an offer in the next, you know, ten or so, however many days that we like, and then we'll evaluate it because I mean, you're looking at it. If you're just rocking with Capella and Kongu, bring back the cheapest third center because they're not going to yep. play much. Like we didn't see Bruno play much uh, last season. Yeah. But uh, pushing it back is interesting, suspicious, like you said, Logan. Um, to me, it personally signals that the Hawks are keeping their options open at center, and mm-hmm. by that, I mean they're really they're still evaluating, you know, possibly trading Capella. I mean, obviously, there's the chemistry of trade, but like you said, Logan. The Hawks want to get a Kongu more minutes. Like I, I feel like one of the biggest things we've learned from this front office this past this offseason alone is that the Hawks are going to want to make a bit of a push towards getting the the younger guys some minutes. You know, internal growth. Jalen Johnson, Sadiq Bay, those are younger guys. John Collins out of the picture. They one of them is going to be starting. The other one's going to be backing him up. Kobe, uh, Akongu, Kobe Bufkin, AJ Griffin, get, Kobe Bufkin's probably getting decent minutes. You know. Yeah, so it seems like, you know, they're making a push towards, you know, like you said, the internal development. We heard a lot about how the Quinn hire had a lot to do with the ability to develop young players and all that. So the Hawks, they want to get those guys some minutes, whether it's AJ, Drif- AJ Griffin, Anyeke Kongwu, Sadiq Bay, Jalen Johnson, or um, finally Kobe Bufkin, like you talked about. So, yeah, we'll see there. And then DeAndre Hunter, he seems to be the most likely on his way out, it seems like. It's just, I was talking. It, it makes sense, you know. Yeah, I was talking to you about this and like, 
it feels like if a Capella trade would have happened, it would happen at the draft. And like the Hawks obviously still value Capella to where they want something back. You know, there was that, I mean, multiple rumors from ESPN, Mark Stein, I think even Jake Fisher talked about it where the Hawks, you know, they were willing to do 15 um, and then 15 in Capella for Bertons and 10, but they wanted one of Jaden Hardy Green. or Josh Green. Which Josh and, Green would I mean, have been a good get. Legitimate Josh assets. Green would have been a good get. Like, Jaden Hardy would have been too. You know, I really like Jaden Hardy. I just Didn't don't know what, going what, what's the point of having Jaden Harvey with our current guard setup. You know, what I mean, I, I mean, it's not. It's just, it's just another asset. You know. Yeah, Josh Green's more of like a, you know, oh, we have a cheap, you know, either starter or bench player for another year or two. So it would have been nice because Josh Green's a solid player. He's not like special, <laughs> but good shooter. I, I think he's a pretty good defender. Um, yeah, no, he can defend. He can cut to the rim as well. Yes. He's like your typical like wing playing role player you'd want with Trey. Yeah, yeah. Which, but yeah. also in that case, you would also want with Luca. So. Which is which is exactly why they didn't want to part with him to, you know, for what was it, Clint Capella, I guess. Which makes sense. But uh, yeah. I do like that Landry asked. <laughs> I do like that Landry asked. He, I mean, he um, obviously values Capella, and you know, I don't feel like that evaluation will be met. Which makes me think that Hunter is the guy who, if there is a trade, I think he's most likely to go. Yeah, and you know what. I'm not trying to like act like we're geniuses here, but I'm pretty sure we kind of saw this coming, and I don't know if people really realized it months ago. But once the Schlenk stuff started, you know, the Schlenk fallout, I know I and I believe you're talking about it as well. Hunter is not Landry Fields' guy. I I really kind of thought like, oh man, I think Hunter's going to be at, getting up on out of here uh, unless he plays phenomenally well. Uh, under the Quinn, and lo and behold, he really kind of struggled. Um, don't worry, don't don't get me wrong. He had some good moments, but he's DeAndre Hunter. You know, he'll look great for a week, and then he'll be holy crap. What is wrong with this guy for two weeks? You know what I mean? So, and it's a lot of money to be pay, paying a player that is, you know, inconsistent, sometimes injured, uh, kind of a tweener. Like he doesn't have a, the skill set of a three. He doesn't have. The exact skill set of a four either because he can't really rebound. Um, he doesn't really cut to the basket. It's it, he's an intriguing guy for some wrong reasons, some some good reasons too, I guess. But um, yeah, so I kind of you know for months now I've been thinking. I wonder if Hunter. I wonder if basically Landry Fields has the balls to like shop Hunter. Unless it's a smoke, it looks like he is completely willing to do that. But uh, I have two stipulations, Jackson, on trading Hunter slash Capella. Number one is that if you trade Capella, you have to get like an adult back, you, there has to be an adult in the room, man. Like you, I, I love Dejounte. It seems like he's a good leader. He was reaching out to the rookies right after they were drafted. He seems like a very good guy. He gets a little hot headed on the court, but whatever, man. He seems like a good guy. You need you need a legitimate veteran. Been there before. Been to the conference finals multiple times, um, which Capella has been. I mean, Capella's just a veteran. He's a steady headed, level headed guy. He's a good player. If you trade Capella, I understand. Why you're doing it, I'm not going to, like, get up in arms about it. But you need to get, like, an adult pack or at least find a way to, like, sign an adult. Because um, this Hawks team is... Carter, you are a Hulk. Because <laughs> <laughs> this Hawks seems pretty immature um, and has been for a while now. Which, I get it. That's what happens with young teams. We're not, like, the Rockets level mature, but we're not the most mature team out there. And number two is if you trade Hunter, I would strongly prefer you get options back you get wing or wings back like i love aj griffin i'm not gonna really have issues if aj griffin starts a bunch next year because screw it you might as well like 
clearly a lot of people in Hawks fandom, and honestly, it seems like across the league, think AJ Griffin has star potential. Um, it's not really a huge wonder why. Like the the forty games that he's playing before, he clearly kind of just like, you know, his his body was tapping out on him. Um, he w- he looked very good. So like, I get it if you start him, but I don't think that's the best option here. Uh, the best option is to give him twenty plus minutes off the bench every night and have your starter be more of what you kind of wanted Hunter to be um, in this in this kind of offense, which it, which is basically just perimeter defense and threes. None of the none of the none of the midi you know pull up bull jive that that two other of our players already subject us to like we don't need our starting one two and three all taking five mid rangers a game it's kind of painful um, so those are my stipulations but if I had to guess Jackson I I think it's it's tough because I re- it's it's kind of unpredictable John Collins being traded. Of course, it like eluded us for three years, but we all kind of knew like this was most the most likely scenario, right? Between Hunter and Capella, they're both possible, but I'm leaning more towards Hunter being traded in a Herder esque type of deal. Um, maybe you get a mediocre pick back, but you also get like a bench guy back. Just fingers crossed, it's not Justin Holiday level bench guy because obviously Justin Holiday was a bum. But what about a Mo Harkless level bench player? <laughs> Hey, Moharkless turned into Vic Krejci, so there you have it. But um, shout to Vic. Yeah, uh, it, I don't know. I just don't know where the suitors are. Like we talked about this right after the draft, Jackson. Who are Clint Capella's suitors now? Dallas got. I mean, three well, big men. The Dallas thing is interesting because Dallas was apparently going hard after Andre Drummond, going to sign him, and then like ten minutes before me and you started this podcast, Andre Drummond opted into his deal with the Bulls, which. Yeah, he may get traded, but like also, who's trading for Andre Drummond, man? Yeah. Like, let's keep I mean, it real. Although I will say with Dallas, I mean, they did just give her Sean Holmes. Well, they didn't give it, but they took on his contract, and that'd be quite a bit of money at the center position. Yeah, but, and, um, and plus your number rose at twelve pick that you clearly view as like a, you know, a defensive anchor piece. And well, apparently and they don't really want to play lively year one, so I don't know. You say, maybe you they say they don't maybe, want to play him year one. Yeah, I read that from Mark Stein that they want to take it slow with him, which it's kind of fair. Oh, in my he does opinion, have injuries, doesn't he? No, I mean, I just think he's raw, to be honest. I think that's their thing. That's that's a but, little, um, that's a little, I mean, I don't know what the perception is over my, there. My but thing like, is, Hawks is like, fans, it'd be fans, so easy for him. Hawks fans are already freaking out about losing Trey if we don't, like, make the playoffs again. Luca, like, are Mavs fans not worried about losing Luca at all? Like, I feel if, like I feel like it's kind of scares them because I don't I'm personally not worried about Trey asking like I think if we had a terrible season next season which barring injuries I don't think will happen I could maybe see him basically kind of throwing a fit and being like I'm out of here although I will say if if there's one spot we are equipped to maybe have step up it would be lead guard I do think the team would get worse obviously that's right don't get me wrong but like DeJounte could step up and you know maybe be a little bit better um, Kobe Bufkin, you know, whatever. I'm not saying I want Trey gone. Don't don't get me wrong. He's by far our best player. But like, you know, you get what I'm saying. But like, I'm not that worried about it, man. I like I I still think we're two years away from him asking out. But maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, I don't know. I I, I I'm not huge in starting AJ Griffin. Obviously, you have to play him a bunch. You might as well play him a bunch. Um, but I really like finding the right guy to basically swap. 
Hunter for that just fits a little better. Maybe Hunter can go somewhere where he's like truly the second or third option and he can kind of just settle in. Maybe maybe he settles into his role and he becomes like a good isolation score. Like maybe he becomes kind of like more mo- slightly somewhere between Minnesota and, Go- and Golden State Andrew Wiggins. Maybe he gets somewhere in there because uh, Golden State Andrew Wiggins is like part of a good team system. Minnesota Andrew Wiggins was like just a high volume bull jive pull up jumper bad defense guy hunters kind of a lot closer to minnesota andrew wiggins in my opinion probably better on defense but less you know explosive on offense if you can find a way to just get a guy that literally like think like sadiq bay but good on defense <laughs> like that just seems right spacing wise like sadiq bay guy who just shoots threes and gets to the rim and maybe can grab a few rebounds but isn't quite so lost on defense like sadiq bay is i don't know maybe that's wishful thinking but that seems like the right move. Um, I don't know if it's out there. So I, I really have no idea about this this trade stuff, Jackson. I, I'm i sure in a week we'll have a little bit more insight as to what's going on. But right now, it's it's like it's kind of just all speculative um, with no real names other than Hunter, DeJounte, and, and Capella are all, you know, you can, they, they can all be had type, type deal. It's like, frankly, as a GM, I kind of hope that everyone accepts like the clear untouchable slash untouchables are like open, like, you know, don't hang up the phone if someone asks about DeJounte Murray, because what if they offer you like two players that are just as good as DeJounte and a pick? Like, I don't know. So actually one of the I wanted you to hear me out on something. So the center market is going to be it's pretty dried up as is. Just want to say that first and foremost, like free agency, check free agency. in general, just not very good. Oh, yeah. This is a bad free agency class. Like Kyrie's the headliner and. Then it's probably like, what, Kuzma? I mean, seriously? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fred Van Vliet, like, oh, Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown is probably like one of the more coveted free agent by fans. And it's Bruce Brown. Like, I mean, he did a, have a good finals run, but I at know, the same time, it's like, Bruce Brown. There's a reason he's time for a minimum. Yeah, and you also have to wonder, like, how much of a buff do you get playing next to Jokic and MPJ and Jamal Murray? You know, how much does that buff you? So, yeah. It's, yeah it's here's my uh, rough ratings. Here's my trade take. Is um you obviously have like the big two centers in free agency, which are Brooke Lopez and Yaka Pertle, which are like two of like two guys I would consider like on par or better than Capella. I'd consider Brooke to be better, but Pertle's about the same. Once those two are gone, because it's looking like they're gonna have homes, like it's you know, it's been said that you know Brooke Lopez is a big favorite to go back to the Bucks or to Houston, and Yaka Pertle looks to be a lock to go back to Toronto because they did trade a first round pick for him, top six protected. Um uh, top yeah, top six protected. Um you're looking at names like Christian Wood, Mason Plumley, Dwight Powell, Thomas Bryant. Those names are pretty bad, Jesus. Logan. So I'm saying maybe the Hawks are waiting this out. They're pushing back the Bruno trade deadline. I mean, the option deadline, not trade deadline, excuse me. July 10th, they're going to say, we're going to wait for Yaka Pertle, Brooke Lopez to be signed. The teams who lose out on them, hey, you, you want you want that you know high-end center? We got the high-end center in Clint Capella. Come make a trade with us for him. you know, Because then the Hawks will really have some leverage in that front. Because it's like, well, if you don't want to do a trade for Capella, your center options are... You know, Drew Eubanks, Jock Landell, Bismack Biombo, Mike Muscala. You know, those are generally the next names up after the ones I just said. So those weren't just me naming random names. Um, So, yeah, I'm just saying that could be something that the Hawks are, you know, looking into where I think, you know, once Lopez and Pertle off the market, Capella's got to be the most interesting name for centers, like by far, just in terms of his current skill and, you know, what he brings to the table for you. The only other one I can think of is like, what if Carl Anthony Towns is on the block? But I, it's it. That's such a weird situation. I don't know. It's also 
I'm not really sure how many teams are looking at centers right now. You know, like out of the 30 teams, how many do you think are okay with their centers for next season? I know that's a tough question off the top of your head, but I am assuming Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton both go back to Milwaukee. I think both those are going to be like nothing burgers. I think it's just they're just going to basically run it back and fingers crossed that it has better results in the playoffs. Um, I would have to think most teams are pretty decently happy with their centers just because it's, you know, with centers, you either have like the best player in the league with Giannis, Jokic, um, I, I, <laughs> Embiid, I guess, but you, obviously not really. <laughs> um, but other than that, it's kind of just like you just want a good role player that isn't overpaid. Like that's kind of the issue with the Carl Anthony Towns Gobert thing is like, it just doesn't work, and they're both massively paid. So I'm I'm not sure. It's it's a really, it's a weird market. But yeah, that I think you're kind of hitting the nail on the head there. Like that has to be why they pushed Bruno's stuff back. Basically, what was it, a week, two weeks? Um, we got eleven or twelve more days until that deadline. They probably want to see like how does the center market turn out, and you know if they trade Capella and if they get a good deal for him, if they get like a good wing for him or a good pick and a decent whatever for him like maybe they consider running bruno as the backup center i, I don't, that sounds terrible to me but at the same time i i mean you know if, if you get a good offer for capella which maybe in a week if brooke lopez is wherever yakapotal is wherever and the center market's like okay we got jock landale or we can trade for capella most teams are probably going to trade for capella um or i guess deandre ayton could be an interesting piece for teams to look at but um yeah, I think I think you actually have a good point that I hadn't really considered that the center market, especially, is kind of uh, not very exciting. So maybe Capella has suitors, but it's still hard to see exactly where, in my mind. Yeah, I, I kind of think like the same thing about Hunter. I mean, like you know, like I mean, we said it. The free agent market's dried up. Like the thing with Hunter, and the thing that gives Hunter trade value, if Hunter's like three years older, I don't feel like we're having this conversation. You know, I feel like teams are still they get, they can still talk themselves into the idea of Hunter being like that ideal wing in the NBA. Like I will say, Jake Fisher was on Locked on Hawks, really good podcast. If you're interested in listening to something, um, kind of past dated because it was before the John Collins trade went down. But one thing he said was that the league views DeAndre Hunter as a small ball four, which is fair to be fair. But I feel like you know, once free agency's dried up, you're looking at your team. We need to upgrade at wing. Maybe you circle back to Hunter and you're like, this is like kind of a cheap buy low guy. He was taken four, what, four years ago? Like, he's the ideal size for a wing. He just, there's flaws in this game. Uh, he's addicted to mid-range shots and he's slow on the perimeter. Thank you, Travis. Like, <laughs> yeah, well. Hey, that, you said it, draft, not me. That draft stunk, man. Not much we can do about it, I guess. That draft just absolutely sucked. Really, really rough draft in hindsight because you walked away from that with DeAndre, Cam, and Bruno. <laughs> and with Bruno, you spent four second-round picks to get him. And now he's back. Uh, hey, there you go. Um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of – because the trade stuff ultimately boils, that boils down to I don't know. Um, but the phrase and stuff, I don't know. I, I got I got a list of some guys I'm looking at, Jackson. I don't know about you, but the Hawks – we're not going to be big money spenders. We're not even sure if we're going to want to go into the tax, but we can add a player on the MLE and at a certain price point, it'd be below the tax and that's without making another trade. Um, so I don't know. I don't know about you, Jackson, but uh, there, there's some free agent targets. I'm thinking for the Hawks. I actually have a list as well. So I'm kind of here. I'm kind of curious as far as match up any. Yeah. So, I mean, 
I think one issue, slash maybe not issue, but one thing with Hawks fans, we love bringing back our old players, our old compatriots, our 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 old members BP? of the of the Red and Yellow Army. I mean, you could say Schroeder, you could say, uh, you could say Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish is a UFA now. You could say bring him back because the thing, the guy that I would want to bring in with the MLE, should we use it, would be a wing. Like that's that's ultimately the thing I want. Point guards slash lead guards. You got Trey DeJounte, Kobe Bufkin. I think you're okay on that. Shooting guard, I guess you could bring back like more of a 2-3 type because um, it's kind of bogey, AJ Griffin. And then you got like Tyrese Martin, um, unless I'm forgetting somebody. Um, so I get it. But obviously at the small forward, it, it's really just Hunter, Sadiq Bay can play there. It, it's it's definitely not the deepest part. Um, and then power forward, you got Sadiq Bay can play there, Jalen Johnson, etc. Um so certainly a three or maybe a four. Um, you could bring back Gallo on the MLE. If if he gets bought out by Washington, you can bring him back. But Tarin Prince does seem like a, a decent target for that. I don't know if I want him back because he's kind of just like Sadiq Bey, but not as good. But, I mean, Tarin Prince, he's a solid role player. Um, he knows his role. He knows it's just to shoot and maybe grab some rebounds. Uh, fan, if, Dare I say fan favorite Tarin Prince, Jackson? There was like that span at the end of like 2017, 2018 pre Trey Young where he dropped like 30 points a game, like five games in a row. I don't know if you remember that. I remember. I Those remember. Those pretty, pretty desolate days for Hawks fans. I remember I was very, I was I was young and naive, but I remember going to one of my friends, like I was playing pickup and it was 2017 or 20, it was before the draft of Trey. Um, and I was like, I don't know about you guys, but I think Taurine Prince can be like the third best player on the championship team, man. <laughs> So uh, people were people were pretty high on Torian Prince back in the day. Um, I was wrong. I was very wrong. But he's a decent role player. So uh, he can shoot. He can shoot, and he's not afraid to shoot. And that seems like a thing that we all need for Quinn. Um, yeah, Quinn signs off the shooters. I think I forgot Bogey when I was listing up people in the in the roster. Which is, you know, bad, but, um, yeah, I mean Torian Prince and the former Hawks. I was saying, like honestly, Cam Reddish. If Cam Reddish bought into he's not going to if he bought into his role he'd be very good for us just a defensive wing that it gets hot occasionally but one i don't think he wants to come back to atlanta which is fine um and two it's cam reddish we all know what he's going to do like let's not be let's not be naive here we all know exactly what cam reddish is going to want to do um it makes more sense for him to go to a young crappy team like detroit and just you know take 10 shots a game then come to a team like atlanta and take six play defense so i don't know those are the first couple names on my list but i definitely have more what about you jackson uh, i want to say some of mine off of my list um no obviously I, i'm you know in this free agency period after taking buffkin i'm not really looking at guards i mean at the one you're gonna have 48 minutes of play between yeah. trey Dejounte, buffkin the, the, um, the only guard i was really thinking was like javon carter um javon carter javon carter who's like okay um but you could honestly just kind of you could probably bring back Aaron Holiday on a cheap, cheap contract, and have him be like, you know, break glass in case of emergency guard. Whereas, yeah, Javon Carter's like, I'm not saying he's gonna get, he's not gonna get, yeah, he's not gonna get a payday, but like he he's a value, a semi valuable player on like a decent team. Like, I, you know, I don't, I don't really think he'd see the minutes here. Um, so. Yeah, but that was like the only guard I was looking at where I was like, oh, maybe. 
Um, because Javon Carter is a pretty solid player. But yeah, I'm with you. I'm not really looking at guards with this. I actually have a pretty interesting one. Um, so I'm kind of looking at like small forward a position where we might want to add somebody who's just long, lanky, can provide some defense. You know, going back to earlier, Logan, you spoke about let's get an adult in the room. Yeah, I'm going to be taking a bit of a well-traveled veteran at this point in his career, oh, I think but I also someone going. who legitimately can play in the rotation. He can provide that defense. He can shoot. He's a floor spacer just by standing there. And uh, that's going to be Josh Richardson for me. Uh, <laughs> I had a stint last year with the Spurs and the Pelicans. Relatively cheap. He can play the three. He can provide defense. He's a grown-up in the locker room. I mean, he checks a lot of boxes for you. Yeah, that's a very good one. Um, I thought you were, th- I thought you were talking about somebody else, and that's why I kind of laughed, but... I, I look at him and he's not like he's still under contract. So I was just wrong. Yeah, Josh Richardson, he's uh, he's played for one, two, three, four, five, uh, six teams now. We could be a seventh. But yeah, he's he's a solid. He's a very like typical MLE player, like one veteran whose biggest contracts are likely behind him. Um, but he's he's not a bad player. He's he's not going to go out there and give you 25 very frequently, but pretty solid three point shooter, uh, pretty solid defensive guy. Yeah, that, that's a that's a solid pick. If, if we brought him in on Emily, I mean, you'd have to just you know, it'd be good. It'd be it'd be a good you know depth pickup. So that's a good one. I mean, you got to think about it. We're basically looking for like a glorified Solomon Hill here. You know, a uh, 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 Timothy Luwabu Cabarro on steroids type of deal. Oh so, man, what a guy! Overhated man. Bring back TLC. He was overhated. I'm sad he's out the league, man. I feel like all-time feel, Hawks player. I, I'm like I'm like afraid there's people with pitchforks outside my house are saying that. Um, Timothy Luwabu Cabrero was not that bad, folks. I'm planting my flag. Um, this guy was rumored to the Hawks for years. I'm curious how you feel about it. Atlanta's own Malik Beasley just got his team option declined by the Lakers yeah, while we were recording. I mean, I mean, on the MLE, I think that's a, a very like you that'd be decent value money wise. He can probably get a multi-year deal making at least $10 million elsewhere, which means he wouldn't come here. Um, but, like, it wouldn't be terrible. I mean, look, he's Malik Beasley. He's not giving you much on defense. Um, his three-point shooting's declined the last couple years. But it's, you know, he'd still be one, um, probably our highest volume or second highest volume three-point shooter, and two, he'd be reasonably efficient at it. So, like, it would be more shooting. It'd be like having, you know, another bogey, another bay kind of. Um, you know, good for Quinn's system probably, but I kind of expect him to uh, go elsewhere and get a little bit better of a contract than he can get here. But yeah, that's definitely a decent one that popped up for sure. Um, Atlanta's own. He's been in trade talks for the Hawks for years, dating back to the Minnesota days. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad idea for sure. Um, this one, (laughs) I mean, this has been kind of a joke in some of our like kind of chats, Jackson, but, uh, Look, man. Utah Watambe. You to the shooter. Utah Watambe. What? 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 I'm not sure. I'm sorry. Um, Watanabe. Watanabe. Um, look, man. I know it's not the sexiest name. <laughs> it's not the most. The stats don't pop out at you, folks. It's five points a game. Um, but if there's one thing you know that he can do at an NBA level, it is shoot the three ball. He's 39% for his career. He's at 44.4% last year. That was playing with KD and Kyrie. Uh, I think playing with Trey would give him similar spacing. Um, if you can bring him in on the MLE, because again, you can you can give him the MLE at like 
six, seven mil, be under the tax and have another depth wing that one can shoot. And two, Utah, like, I'm not going to act like he's out here blocking down other teams' best players, but he's better on defense than, like, Garrison Matthews. He's better on defense. Like, I, I would trust him more on defense than Malik Beasley. Um, he'd be a decent, you know, bench wing that plays, frankly, when Bogey <laughs> either sits for, uh, you know, game management or gets hurt or when AJ has to take his, you know, break or whatever. So um, I think it'd be a decent pickup. Um, he definitely probably won't require more than like seven, eight mil a year. I can't imagine. Um, my only thing is I wonder if, if a team out there is willing to give him like term, you know, if a team is like, Hey, we'll give you 20 to 25 minutes a night. Come over here. We'll give you four years, you know, 8 million a year, like probably the best contract you'll ever get. Plus you get a chance to play more. He might take that, but yeah, I don't know. I think, I think that's a legitimate, decent look there. Um, I'm not sure what your feelings are on him, but uh, I would not. No, I mean, him. I like it. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting him. one. It is. It I is. remember like one thing KD said on his podcast was like, Yuta was like one of the hardest like workers that ever played Little Bake. From effort, like he said there's nobody's put in more work than him, which always like kind of intrigued me about him. Yeah. Just because yeah. like the Hawks kind of need dudes like that. So. Yeah. And, that, and you know, it's just he's. I'm not gonna act like I know much about him, but he clearly has a pretty good act, like attitude. Like he's not, you know, he's not, <laughs> he's not an AAU basketball tattooed millionaire. You know, he, <laughs> he, uh, all right, he said the thing. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's been a long time since we dropped the tattooed millionaire. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there you go. But he seems like a decent player. It's MLE. You know, you're not getting a... If you're getting a starter on the MLE, that's kind of crazy. And that also probably means you're not doing so hot. But um, decent options. Do you have any more? I, I think I have a few more, but I, I'm, I'm having to kind of go Oh, dude, I have a whole it. list. All right. Just, just list some names off then. Levert, Struess, Beasley, Levert, Jay Rich, Diebel. Struess. Troy Brown Jr. <laughs> Terrence Davis. Uh, oh, who's okay. Brooks? Terrence okay. Davis, you know, morally, probably not the move, but good play. Morally, not the best. However, <laughs> from a basketball standpoint, he <laughs> can I, help. When I seen him shoot that ball. Um, Honestly, I, during – all right, well, James Harden's uh, – oh, wow, James Harden's opting into his deal in order for the 10-time All-Star to find to work together on a trade out of Philly. Good for him. Okay, Jackson, hey, we got we to be real here. That, that guy on Twitter that's leaking stuff is right. I told you he was right. I, I'm telling you now, he's friends with Jackson Hoy. Like, this isn't, he worked in an NBA front office at one point. Who is Jackson Hoy? Am I supposed to know that guy? Oh, he used to be a big part of draft where he works for the Grizzlies now. I mean, that, that draft guy, didn't, he said a couple things about the Hawks. I got to find him. Because he said Hunter and Capella bring shop. Yeah, which makes sense. If you don't know who we're talking about, I'm trying to find his exact handle. But he's basically like, I mean, respect to him. He's clearly got some information. Um, man, I can't find his Twitter. Where is he? Um, but yeah, like like you said, he's not just a Hawks guy, so it's not like all Hawks related. But he said James Harden's going to opt in and get traded. He said uh, he caught a lot of Dropping Dimes up. 20. Dropping Dimes 20. At Dropping Dimes 20. Just the most, I mean, just not special at all. The most vague uh, milk toast NBA guy. Twitter handle ever, but 
he's been calling this stuff. So, you know, if y'all want decent, <laughs> decent insight before it happens, Dropping Dimes 20. It's uh, uh, the Dropping Dimes 20, the new Woj or the yep. new Ari Abraham. He's, he's also legit. <laughs> we'll see how this ends up. He's, he's legitimately, uh, he calls out Woj. It's very funny. Um, it does. So there you go. It's, that's, it's interesting. That's, I mean, look, I'm not going to say I know anything about this James Harden trade, but maybe the Hawks wriggle themselves in, make it a three or four teamer. Who knows? That's that's where I kind of see the Hawks maneuvering um, is like a three or four team trade. Because when you're that third or fourth team that slips in, Jackson, you tend to always get good value. I mean, I got to remember, the Cleveland Cavaliers got Jared Allen basically for free in a, th- in a three or four team trade because they just kind of slipped in there and they were like, hey, guys, you know, <laughs> like, how can we help? And they got Jared Allen. I think Jared Allen's overrated, but he's a starting level player. Um, he's a good player. Yeah, he's a good player. I just don't. I just think people need to slow down. You know, like I think, I think it, when they can trade Jared Allen and you know, let uh, let Evan Mobley be the main guy in the front court and find ways for it to work around him and get a better wing, that's when they'll be legit. Um, but for the time being, he I just mean, tweeted, "I'm him." <laughs> <laughs> but but good for, for them. <laughs> Take your victory lap, man. Dropping down to Anyways. Yeah, anyway. Hear me yeah, out on this. Your list got cut off, Jackson. Trading anyway. for Harden? Trade for Harden? <laughs> Trade for Harden. Uh, I mean, oh, I forgot. One of one of my favorite ones to maybe get the MLE for, Jackson. I don't know if he's on your list. I don't know if he will go for the MLE, but Dante DiVincenzo would be pretty good. Mm, that'd be far. Did you say fire It'd make fire? more sense if we didn't have DeJounte. But we're talking bench wings, you know. He's just like a. He, oh yeah, I mean, if you're running off the bench, I also don't know if he wants to come off the bench again, though. You feel me? Oh yeah, I don't think he'd go for it, but like, it would be more money than he's made lately. He made like four mil last year. Um, money talks, man. Money talks. Hey, Jeff Green, come on home. Wow, Jeff Green, what a name! Alex, legend Len. of the sport, man. Alex Len, uh, Derek Jones Dude, Jr. Dude, I'm about to throw out a deep cut, Jabari Parker. God no, no. Some four depth. I, they don't pay people. They don't play players. I, they don't pay players to play defense. Jackson, I think you <laughs> you with the like three inch platform shoes on would be a better power forward than. Yeah, I got us. Parker. Oh, yeah. uh, Ubre thoughts mid is he mid mid? He's right. he's Hunter, but with confidence, which is not a good thing. <laughs> Because then he goes four for then he goes four for nineteen. <laughs> so it's bad and bad on defense. So no, Kelly Oubre is like a worst case scenario for me. Not gonna lie, uh, Jamichael Green. I don't know, maybe. I mean, he's kind of old at this point, but he can you know if we need like a power forward or a center, like an old like an old guy with some experience. Adult in the room, man. Adult in the room. Um, I mean, we do need that a veteran leadership. Like one thing that's underlooked by the John Collins, <laughs> Danny Freitas. Green, Danny okay. Green. Danny Green's a podcaster now. He'll be joining us on Hawks Talks for free agency. I don't. I don't feel like he's going to be signing anywhere. Is he really? He podcasts. I'm pretty sure he does. Or I bet, he's it, I bet it's better he than Trey's. Trey's podcast is not great. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> Trey. To... You need two guys to help you step up your podcast game. Let us know. Yeah. Look, the issue with these NBA podcasters is they is they just hire a random white guy that I guess is their friend. I'm not even trolling. Paul George is the best one. Paul George is pretty because Paul George gets good guests and stories on there. You know, I mean, Trey does not. Ha- Trey, Trey, I want you to bring Lloyd Pierce on. I want y'all to uh, bury the hatchet. That's what I want y'all to do. Um, 
Shake Milton. Trey, his friend, <laughs> Lloyd Pierce, Nate McMillan. Shake Milton's interesting. I have not given up on Shake McMillan. Shake Milton. I'll let you know. I mean, he cooked us last season. He's cooked us before. Um, you could have the other McDaniels, the inferior McDaniels. You know? I mean, if we need POA defense, not a bad shout. He's long. There you go. I mean, long, can guard the perimeter. I mean, I mean, you have to... You have to remember, we're playing with you know pretty small money here. Yeah, if the big acquisition you know, comes for the Hawks like, through like, trade, like a full MLE for because we're non-tax MLE. I don't know what that is, but I'm pretty sure a full MLE would put us into the tax. Um, so maybe or maybe not what we want to do. But uh, Kevin Love, <laughs> do you think Kevin Love would take an MLE? Like he made a crap ton of money last year, but he's not good. <laughs> I mean. I'd rather have Gallo simply for the vibes. I mean, I'll say this about Kevin Love. He's an adult in the room. And by adult, I mean he's a senior citizen in the room. Yeah. Also, if I see a single one, y'all asking for Derrick Rose, I'm going to be very upset. All right, Logan. It's been a while since we've played this segment. Moving on from free agency. This this is a classic. If you're a returning fan, you know right where I'm going with this one. And if you're a new fan, buckle up. Me and Logan are about to play his favorite game. I don't even know. On this, this on this segment of drum roll, please. What's the highest you would go on that contract offer, oh Logan? God. I know you're excited. It's back. I had to bring it back. Look, ahead. Logan. One thing that we've heard, and we heard in the Jake Fisher podcast, three guys the Hawks want to re-sign or extend, depending on their situation. You know how you know how the game works, Logan. We've played this probably tens of times by now. I ask you, I say a player, you let me know the highest you would go on years and money. All right. We have three players that are playing <sighs> today. I'm going to give it to you first on Yeka Kongwu. On one hand, it's hard to see why he'd get that much more money than Nas Reed. But on the other hand, I do think he's better than Nas Reed. I think it's in Okongwu's best interest to not extend. I think you play out your fourth year, make yourself some more money. Or, you know, maybe you get hurt and you make yourself less money. That's a risk. But, you know, as of right now, I'd say 15 or 16 a year. And you're you're paying a little bit for potential there, not so much for past production. But, like, I think he's definitely better than Brandon Clark. I think he's better than Nas Reed. He gets a little bit more than them. But, you know, once you start getting into the high 18s, 20s, like Kevin Herter got 16 or 17 from us. But Kevin Herter had done more for us than a Congo has so far. So... I'm saying 15, 16. You know, you're talking. Whoa, the Knicks are expected to engage on Harden? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm not Anyways, sure. Anyways, I'm oh. not sure I like that. Uh, I mean, I, I, you would think they'd be getting like Harden, Brunson, and Randall. I don't know. I don't know what that. I don't know what all that. Maybe that means Josh Hart's available. Hey, 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 hey. I take I take some Josh. Josh Hart's a free agent, Logan. I know, but they could sign and trade him. Oh, true. TPE. Anyways, TPE. Ba- back to our game. Back to our game. We're not we're not done here. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's a Kongu's number. Listen, my thing with a Kongu. A few days ago, I was saying my max for Kongu. I'll throw out some numbers. If I and this is I, if I'm the Hawks offering, I'm not looking through this from a Kongu's perspective. If I'm the Hawks, a few days ago, I was saying four years, seventy million was my cutoff point. Anything above that. I'm not extending you. We're going to play out the last year, or I may look to trade you. 
because that was another thing Jake Fisher said, where he said if the Hawks don't feel confident about extending or re-signing some of these guys, they might look to cash in on their value. I where, mean, we'll where see. Where Schlenk was like, they, they won't re-sign, have six more million a year. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the Schlenk tax is gone, folks. We're not yeah. doing that no more. That's Anyways, another thing, that's um, another thing I, uh, I'm trademarking, the Schlenk tax. Look it up, folks. Anyway, go ahead. With a Kongu, I said four years, $70 million, which comes out to $17.5 million a year. But that was before Vucevic signed his extension. Now... I feel like Akangu right now has the has the potential to be a lot better than Vucevic. I'll say that now. I feel like he's not too far off from him as things stand now. You know, Vucevic kind of, you know, he's had a few down years, but he still is a starting level center. Like he's a legit starter in the league. You know, he signed for he signed an extension three years, twenty million a year. So basically three sixty. Well, the Kongu man, that kind of made me reconsider things because he hasn't been able to break through as a starter. I mean, I know Capel is there, but you know, he hasn't been able to break through as a starter yet. We haven't seen him play, you know, starter minutes. We haven't seen him, you know, close. I mean, start and close games for a majority of his career. I'm thinking like lower than like 70 million. Like not too much lower because, you know, the Nasreed contract and the Brandon Clark contracts are kind of like the floor, in my opinion. Like maybe like not in the middle of, you know, the 14 that Reed got or the and the, you know, 17 that I proved. Maybe do something like. What's uh what's sixty million a year over four years? It's fifteen. Well, I was saying sixteen because I don't know. Wait, let's go with fifteen point five over four years. Fifteen point five over four years is sixty two million dollars. I really don't feel like it's a bad deal, man. I think that's like for a Congo because like my thing with a Congo man is like he's had injuries before. Like let's let's not act like he hasn't. Like he had the Achilles tear in high school. He had the surgery coming off his rookie year of the Hawks, correct? It was something like his shoulder, maybe something like that. It's like, I mean, you got to take the money when it's there. I don't know if four years, 62 million, maybe you make it like four years, 65 million just for the sake of having round up numbers. I don't think it's a bad deal, man. I don't think it is at all, but I think at that point he'd say, I'm going to go bet on myself and play on my contract this year. Yeah, I mean, you you still have RFA with a Kongu, and like the Hawks have played the RFA game before. I mean, they haven't had to match anything yet. They have, you know, I don't think I don't think anyone's gonna poison pill for a Kongu, but I mean, they could. Like, he's a good player. He's young. It's not like Bogey where he's like twenty nine. A Kongu would be like twenty four. Um, but you know, yeah, I'm with you. All right, Sadiq Bay is tricky. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't. Yeah, no, this one's a lot different. This one's like. 100% 100% let him play out this fourth year. Just don't extend him yet. Mm-hmm. We don't know what we have yet. Yeah. Um, like right now, I'd be like, I'm sorry, but we just gave 22 mil to Hunter. We cannot give you more than like 17. <laughs> like there's just no. Wait a second. Oh, never mind. I got I got excited by a Shams tweet, but then I realized that it's not gonna it's not gonna be anything for us. Anyway. Your phone buzzed. You're like, huh? <laughs> no, it was false alarm. Yeah, Sidic Bay. Like just because I don't. I don't see him as like this a starter for a good team yet. Like he could prove me wrong, but I can't go higher than like 17, 16, I wouldn't even say that. I'm yeah. thinking like 15 mil is my max for Bay as things stand. At the end of the day, he's like a now. shooter and shooters get paid 15 to 17. Like the shitty thing with Bay is, and I guess this really isn't about him, but it's about the extension deadline in October or whatever. Is like for you know rookies of that draft class of so 2020, which will be coming up this year, is like you don't know like what you have, like with Bay. Because we only saw him from like a week after the trade deadline throughout until the playoffs. And like, I don't feel like that body of work was able to, for you to judge, like, how much do I give him an extension? Because like, you don't know really how he fits with the team still. Also, like, I, like, don't, I, don't, good, I don't think he's a legit like, 40 something percent guy. 
not gonna lie. So eh. I think it depends on a shot selection. It is hard to say because in Detroit it was like, go take go take whatever shots you want, kid. Yeah, I mean in Detroit it's you know we're chucking shots, we're trying to get Victor. It's like I mean Atlanta, his his game did seem a lot more in control. He seemed like more willing to pass. So yeah, so that one that one's tough. Um, the Dejounte stuff is pretty clear. Um, either a max or very near the max. Like it's tough because on one hand I don't know, man. I just I don't know. Uh, maybe year two with Quinn it works better. And it becomes a no-brainer. But, like, I don't know if 25-5 on technically not great efficiency with not great defense is worth a max um, on a team that already has a super max. But at the same time, you trade it for them. You get into the sunk cost fallacy, but, like, you know, the, the truth is teams sunk cost fallacy all the time. Like, do you really want... To potentially lose a guy for nothing that you traded three picks for, you know. So, uh, Dejounte, I'd pretty much just say uh, fuck it and give him the max. But obviously, oh, there is Hawks fans out there who want to kill you. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were discussing. I mean, look, I don't know. I don't know what else you want from me, man. I don't want to lose him for nothing. Now, I will say you you have to be open to trade him this season if it's just like not working great. Get something back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like Jante is exactly who Jake Fisher's talking about. It's like, if it's not working, the Hawks will trade them. Like, they don't think they're going to be able to keep them. Like, they're going to get their value back. Yeah, because I do think, like, you trade them to a team that is confident they'll sign them, you can get a first. You can get a first back. Um, you can get maybe a first and a decent player back. Obviously, you end up, you know, looking back and saying, ooh, that was not the best trade ever. But you took a swing, and I think that was important for last year. Um you know, after the heat manhandled and embarrassed us, I, it was good to take a swing. So, but we're not there yet. You know, for for right now, we still love. Well, I still love Dejounte, but uh, you know, it seems like Landry really likes Dejounte, which like does matter. And we'll see. We'll see if Dejounte loves playing defense at all next year. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, fair. I mean, look, if DeJounte yeah. played better on-ball defense, then Josh Hart opted into his $13 million contract. What the hell's wrong with you, Josh? That's kind of wild. He must be getting traded for Harden. That's Nobody a, wants to play him in beef. That's, that's definitely possible, right? He's just part of the trade. Man, okay. I mean, shit. What so, did say he's interested. So, so on one hand, I guess the 76ers are probably getting worse, but the Knicks are getting better, potentially. That's... I don't know if I'm a huge fan of that. It's the Knicks. I'm not. I'm not moved. Uh, very, wow. very Mickey performance by the Cavaliers. I, 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 I'm, I'm not able to take Evan Mobley and Jared Allen's Harris until they get some get back. If you know what I'm saying, because they, they got done up by Mitchell Robinson, Logan. That is bad, isn't it? What's worse, Evan Mobley being touted as like a generational big man and getting. Hoed by Mitchell Robinson or a Kong will be in hoed by Nick Richards. Playoffs always worse. Yeah. Nobody really cared about the Kong would think more or less like a joke now, but like, that's actually like an issue that like that happened to Mobley and Jared Allen. They had two, they had two front court guys of Jared Allen and Evan Mobley and they got rebounded out rebounded by Mitchell Robinson, like badly too. 
I'm glad that was your answer, Jackson. I would have been hurt if you said uh, the Nick Richards thing. I Look, hurt. at one point, I was a big hater on the Congo. Like, people need to give me props for my growth. Like, over time, I've stopped being such a hater. <laughs> Congratulations. You've done it. Yeah, I kind of wised up about the whole basketball thing. I know. I've only been doing this for about three years now. So He, he, he well, hit the books, well, and he gave himself a proper basketball lesson. There you go. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, Logan, always good to play the how much is he going to get segment or how high will you go? My one least my, favorite one game of my in the favorite, world. My, my favorite, favorite game on the podcast. It's up there with Doomcast and the awards shows for me. I, I, I would, I would like, rather play checkers on podcast where we, we just have to, they just have to listen to us like. Move, you know what the best part is? On the, board. the extension deadline is in October, so we get to play it a lot more before then. Hell no. <laughs> Two more times max. Two more times max. That's yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that's fine. We we could I, I don't want to make it stale to me we, either. We can do so we can do more an, times we can do an August check in and we can do an October check in, okay? That works. Okay. But we have three guys to go over. But, maybe we'll even talk about the Bruno extension. We're not gonna be talking <laughs> about the Bruno extension. If <laughs> if you do that to I me, I defer the, the Bruno podcast. extension talks I'll, to Brad I'll quit Roll. The podcast the if you do Bruno's getting traded, man. That man's gone. You think so? I have no idea. But, but clearly, <laughs> clearly they're preparing for something if they're going to move his uh, option back. I'm making a Twitter account called Dropping Dives 21 where I'm just going to report erroneously fake things about the Hawks. <laughs> Hawks are looking to trade Trey Young for Shea Gilgis Alexander plus Chet Holmgren. <laughs> just make all Thunder Twitter mad at me. Like, jeez. Yep. All 12 yeah. of them. If that if that account pops up, you guys are in the know on who it is, anyways. Um, Logan, you got anything else to say before we wrap things up here? You know what? I have a feeling we'll have an emergency pod in the next week. Uh, we are going to have a bonus pod for the Patreons coming out in the uh, next couple of days. So this weekend. So uh, you know this will be the Patreon uh, pitch of the of the episode. If you guys want to listen to five, six, seven or so hours after this upcoming weekend of exclusive content, bonus content, you can. Uh, Sign up on our Patreon, the eight or ten dollar tier. It'll be there. We waiting there for you. Uh, some of our best episodes there. Not 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 gonna lie to you. But, our last um, episode was a certified banger, a certified Hawks Talks classic. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, yeah. So if you are feeling like you want to listen to some extra content, then there you go. We got that for you. Otherwise, we will probably be having another podcast within the next couple of days. With uh, some free agency stuff happening, potentially the Hawks making move or moves. So, yeah. Uh, Lord, watch over these Hawks at these tumultuous times of free agency. Until next time, then. Uh, but, yeah, Jackson, you can go yep. ahead and wrap it up. Yep, just want to say, as Logan said, adding on to that emergency podcast, keep notifications on for the pod. Be sure to rate the pod five stars. Leave your boys a good review. If you can on your platform, also keep on the notifications. Emergency pod season is still in full effect. We might be here at a whim's notice. Um, yeah, it's like Logan said, check out the Patreon in the description. Everything's in the description. Our Twitters, Hawksaw's Twitter, the Patreon, everything else. So, yeah, just go there to find everything. But I uh, just want to say thank you for listening as always. I love you. Be sure to have a good weekend. Goodbye. <laughs>